Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to The Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane, here to share some more tales of creepy terror to better your night with. Before we get started, as always, I want to invite you to come check out my website at myhaunteddolls.com. I do have a shop out there where you can buy any one of my books out there. All are available, and you can get your copy autographed, even personalized if you like. myhaunteddolls.com There are books out there about my haunted collection, the items... I've collected over the years both the good ones and the scary ones. So be sure to check those out and even check out the creepy supernatural novels that I have out there, as well as a few other types of books if you're interested. Also, all of my books are available on ebook, Kindle, and a few are even available on audio if you have Audible or iTunes. So be sure to look those up and check them out. Also, don't miss out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash My Haunted Dolls. Every couple of weeks I do a live feed or post a video, mostly with EVP sessions with my haunted dolls and items. Tune in live and you can see if you capture something yourself. Don't miss out on that, youtube.com forward slash C, forward slash My Haunted Dolls. And now with our episode, I've rounded up a few more really scary, terrifying stories. Now let's get down to business. This first story is for all you kids at heart out there. Do you remember the days you spent on the playground? Or maybe some of you young people who listen in still like to enjoy the playground. You know those jungle gyms they have out there, so innocent looking? What if that area was not as innocent looking as it appeared to be? This story is The Jungle Gym. This happened when I was a college student. I was on my way home when I was stopped by a little girl. She looked like she was about five or six years old. She grabbed my hand and started pulling. Please come, she begged. My mom needs help. I don't know why, but for some reason I went with her. The little girl dragged me by the hand for four or five blocks until we arrived at a park. There were trees, benches, swings, and a jungle gym. Perhaps because it was nearly dusk, the park seemed to be empty at this time. The girl wouldn't let go of my hand, and she dragged me towards... The jungle gym. 
Nearby, I noticed a woman sitting on a bench under a tree. From where I was standing, I could not see her face because the branches of the tree were covering it. I brought someone, Mom, the little girl called cheerfully. The woman on the bench did not move. From behind the branches of the tree, I heard her say, I'm sorry, it's my daughter. There was something about the woman's voice that sent a chill down my spine. I felt like something was very, very wrong. I just wanted to get away from there as fast as possible. The little girl said, Come play with me. And she ran over to the jungle gym. I'm sorry, it's my daughter, said the woman again in a dull, monotone voice. I still could not see her face. Something about the way she was sitting made me nervous. I broke out into a cold sweat. The little girl was playing on the jungle gym behind me. The sun was beginning to set and it was growing darker. Why did you tell your daughter to bring me here? I asked the woman. Why me? At that moment, the woman suddenly screamed out, Jenny! There was a dull thud and I looked back at the jungle gym behind me. The little girl had fallen and she lay motionless on the ground. Her face was pale and her eyes were wide open. Her breath was coming in small gasps. As I watched in horror, a pool of blood began to spread out on the ground around her head. I wanted to call the police, an ambulance, anything, but I was paralyzed by fear. I could not move my body, not even an inch. Finally, I looked back at the park bench. The woman sat there motionless. I could not understand why she didn't want to help her daughter. I reached out and pulled back the branches of the tree that were obscuring her face. What I saw made me scream in terror. It was the face of a dead woman. Her face was purple, her eyes were bulging out, and her tongue was protruding between her swollen lips. There was a scarf wrapped tightly around her neck and the end of it was tied to the branches of the tree above her. She had strangled herself. The woman's mouth opened and she mumbled, I'm sorry, it's my daughter. I don't remember much after that because I think I must have fainted. 
When I came back to my senses, I was lying on the ground. It was very dark, and the park was deserted. I picked myself up and hurried home. Later on, I found out that a woman had committed suicide in the park years before. Her daughter died in an accident and she blamed herself. The poor woman was so distraught that she took her own life. The jungle gym has been demolished since then, but I will never forget what I saw. Now, wasn't that a delightfully spooky, scary story? Next time you're out in the park, you should remember that story, especially if you're near the jungle gym and the sun is going down. Get out and go home before you see something spooky yourself. (laughs) You never know where you might run into some supernatural presence out in the world. They don't just haunt homes or buildings. Sometimes they haunt outdoor places. Sometimes they haunt things, like the items in my collection. You just never know where they might be creeping about. In case you're not creeped out enough yet, I've got another story for you. Something about an everyday item that Turns out to be not so innocent like you think it may be. This one is called Clawfoot Bathtub. Ever since her parents bought the Clawfoot Bathtub, Janie had felt ill at ease when she went to the toilet. Her father said it was a vintage Victorian tub but she suspected he had just gotten it cheap from an old antique store. Almost everything they owned was used. Her father could never resist a discount. Something about the antique bath bothered her. Perhaps it was dark. The ugly reddish-brown stains on the porcelain Maybe it was the way the gnarled, cast-iron legs of the bath jutted out at an odd angle. They looked like the paws of some monstrous, misshapen beast. Sometimes she imagined the bathtub suddenly standing up and scuttling out of the bathroom while her back was turned. Janie was almost 13 years old, But her mother still treated her like a child, telling her when to get up, when to do her homework, when she could watch TV, and when she had to go to bed. Her parents seemed to argue constantly about everything. Even the slightest thing would spark a feud that lasted for hours. 
She couldn't remember a time when there had been peace and quiet in the house. All day long, her mother and father would be at each other's throats, having argument after argument. Often at night, when her parents were yelling and screaming, Janie would put a pillow over her head to block out the noise and cry herself to sleep. With all the chaos at home, the young girl sometimes felt as if she was losing her mind. Lately, she had begun to doubt her sanity more and more. Every time she went into the bathroom to take a shower or brush her teeth, she would see things out of the corner of her eye. Reflected in the mirror, she could see the clawfoot bathtub behind her. Once she thought she saw blood running out of the faucet. But when she turned to look, the taps were not running. On other occasions, she fancied she saw some dark, shadowy shape lying in the tub, its head barely peeking over the side. Of course, she spun around, her heart facing with fear, but the clawfoot tub was empty every time. Whenever she undressed and stepped into the tub to take a shower, she had the strangest sensation that she was being watched. The hair on the back of her neck stood up, and she felt like someone or something was staring at her naked body. One night, while she was taking a shower, she dropped the soap. As she bent down to pick it up from the bottom of the tub, she lost her balance and fell backwards. Suddenly, it felt as if the hands were grabbing her and holding her under the water. The terrified girl kicked and struggled, eventually freeing herself from the invisible paws that seemed to clutch tightly at her skin. Spluttering and gasping for air, she thought she could hear faint laughter echoing around the small bathroom. In the morning, she decided to pay a visit to the local antique shop where her father had purchased the clawfoot tub. When she asked the owner about the vintage bath he had sold a few days before, she was shocked by the horrifying tale he had to tell her. Apparently, the old clawfoot bathtub dated back to the Victorian era. The man said that it had once belonged to an infamous and reviled serial killer named George Hay. Janie's jaw dropped and she began to shake with fear. The man said that the serial killer would lure young girls back to his house and run a bath for them. Then, while they bathed, 
he would spy on them through a hole he had drilled in the wall. When they least expected it, he would pounce on them and hold their heads under water until they drowned. The evil murderer then chopped up their bodies with an axe and disposed of the pieces in the garbage. After a number of young girls went missing in the area, his terrible deeds finally caught up with him. A neighbor was snooping through his trash when she came across the grisly remains and contacted the police. They arrested him and put him on trial. He was found guilty and executed by hanging. Janey was terrified beyond belief. She realized that she had to convince her parents to get rid of the clawfoot bathtub before something horrible happened. The young girl ran back to her house as fast as her legs would carry her. When she got home, she found her father sitting alone on the living room sofa. The TV was off, and the house was deathly quiet. Where's Mom? asked Janie. She's upstairs, taking a bath, said her father. I'll go check on her. Janie sat on the sofa while her father went upstairs. The house was so quiet, it unnerved her. She wasn't used to this much silence. Suddenly, she heard a series of sharp, short clunks coming from upstairs, followed by slow, deliberate footsteps that echoed across the ceiling and traveled down the stairs. Her father appeared at the door of the living room. His eyes were glazed, and he had an odd look on his face. Then she noticed he was holding a bloody axe. Your mother has finished, he growled. Now it's your time to take a bath. Man, oh man, talk about a horror story. That one was one for the books. (laughs) If you own a clawfoot tub, don't worry, this was only a story. Unless you happen to be looking in the mirror and catch sight of a dark, evil-looking face peering out at you from the side of the tub behind you. And now, for just one more story before I let you go 
from my freezing cold clutches. This is another creepy ghost story, and it's called Hole in the Wall. There was a young man who started college in a big city. He did not have much money, so the only place he could afford to rent was in an old, run-down apartment building that was in a bad area of the city. When he moved in, he found that the apartment was in a bad state of repair. The floor was dusty and stained. The furniture was falling apart, and the wallpaper was peeling off the walls. After unpacking his belongings, he decided to try and tidy up the apartment a little. As he was tearing off a piece of peeling wallpaper, he happened to uncover a small hole in the wall. Peeking through the hole, he discovered that he could see into his neighbor's apartment. There was nobody home, so he just plugged up the hole with some tissue paper and set about dusting and cleaning the place. The next evening, when he came home from college, he got into the elevator, and a beautiful woman stepped in after him. As they ascended, the man could not take his eyes off the young woman's shapely legs and generous curves. The elevator stopped on his floor, and he got out. He was surprised to see the woman was following him. He walked down the corridor, and when he reached his apartment, he looked over his shoulder. The young woman was opening the door of the apartment next to his. He realized that she was his neighbor. Once inside his apartment, the young man could not stop thinking about the beautiful woman next door. Unable to resist the temptation, he decided to take a peep through the hole in the wall. When he put his eye up to the hole and peeked in, he had a perfect view of the entire apartment. He was shocked when he saw the woman start taking off her clothes and preparing to take a shower. The woman apparently was not aware of the peephole, so the young man kept quiet and watched her undress. He couldn't believe his luck and was disappointed when she turned off the lights and went to bed. In the middle of the night... The young man woke up to the sound of groaning coming from the apartment next door. He wondered what it was and decided to look through the hole in the wall. He was horrified by what he saw. There was a tall man standing over the young woman. He held a long, thin knife in his hand and kept stabbing her over and over. 
The young woman was groaning in pain and lay in a pool of blood. The young man was so shocked by the scene before him that he could not move a muscle. His knees felt weak and his stomach churned. Before the college student had a chance to think, the tall man delivered one last blow and the groans ceased. The woman was dead. The murderer grabbed some things and made his way out of the apartment. As he was closing the apartment door behind him, the killer turned, and the young man got a good look at his face. He had a thin nose, a dark beard, and a long scar on the side of his cheek. He would be easy to identify. The young man ran into his bedroom and grabbed his mobile phone. He was about to call the police when he suddenly stopped in his tracks. He held the phone in his trembling hands as his mind began to race. If he reported this to the police, they would find out that he had been spying on the woman through the hole in the wall. His neighbors would find out about it. His friends and family would find out. What would they say? What would they think of him? He would be embarrassed beyond belief. Slowly he paced the floor, then placed the phone on his bedside table and sat down. He never called the police. The next evening, when the young man returned from college, the police were waiting at his door. They told him that his next-door neighbor had been murdered during the night and said they needed to ask him some questions. He tried to keep them talking in the corridor, but they invited themselves into his apartment. Sitting at the kitchen table, the policeman asked him if he had seen or heard anything unusual the night before. The young man began to sweat profusely. He told them he had gone to bed early and must have slept through the whole thing. They asked him a few more questions, but he denied knowing anything about the murder. Just then, one of the policemen noticed the hole in the wall. He got up from the table and peered through it. Are you sure you did not see anything? He asked suspiciously. I I just moved into this apartment two days ago, said the young man, his voice shaking. I I didn't even realize there there was a hole in the wall. I I swear to you, I did not see or hear anything. If I did, I would tell you. The policeman eventually grew tired of questioning him, and as they said their goodbyes and left, it seemed as if they believed his story. The young man could not forget having witnessed the terrible murder, 
but the guilt of not reporting it to the police quickly evaporated, and he tried to get on with his life. A week passed, and the young man gradually forgot about the murder. He blocked up the hole in the wall with paper, not wanting to be reminded of the terrible crime. He also installed new locks and a deadbolt on his apartment door. One day he picked up the newspaper and saw a story about the murder of the girl who had lived next door. It said that the police were still investigating and the murderer was still on the loose. That night, the young man woke up to the sound of groaning. It seemed to be coming from the apartment next door. He was puzzled. The apartment had been vacant ever since the murder. There was still police tape on that apartment door. Try as he might to convince himself it was not so, the sound was definitely coming from next door. Curiosity got the better of him, and he could not resist. He had to take a peek. With trembling hands, he removed the paper from the hole in the wall and looked through the peephole. At first, he did not see a thing. He waited for his eyes to adjust to the darkness, but he still could not make out anything. He couldn't even hear the strange groaning sound anymore, only an eerie silence. Then, just as he began to move away from the hole in the wall, he saw something. Staring back at him through the small hole was a wide-open bloodshot eye. The young man recoiled in horror. The hideous, unblinking eye stared at him as he was crouched on the floor, frozen in fear. Then the silence was broken by a woman's raspy voice hissing, I know what you saw. Well, boys and girls, I hope you enjoy those three horrifying, spooky, ghastly ghost stories. They were quite amazing, weren't they? If you're thirsty for more, tune in in a couple of weeks when I return again for the next episode of creepy, ghoulish tales that I dig up from my macabre storage of creepiness. Until then... Don't forget to check out MyHauntedDolls.com, my store, my books, and my YouTube channel. You will not be disappointed. So have a good evening. Keep those doors and windows locked tight. Don't go peeping through any holes in the wall. 
Stay away from jungle gyms and clawfoot tubs. But by all means, have a happy haunting. Ha <laughs> ha